0: Warning, it's impossible to have an honest discussion about now without plenty of explicit language.
1: This week's episode of The Scathing Atheist is brought to you by hymns and by the kick ass congregational cure for the pandemic, the coronavirus vaccine. The coronavirus vaccine, reclaiming my time. And now, The Scathing Atheist.
2: Good morning, scathers. This is Chris, the resurrection artist of mancavepictures.com, on my early morning walk in the ruins of the ancient Siamese capital of Utia. Over here in the land of smiles, everybody understands that those smiles did, in fact, evolve from the grimaces of filthy monkey men.
1: july 16th and it's guinea pig appreciation day
3: what because uh, sometimes a hamster it just isn't big enough or squeaky yep. enough yeah <laughs> i have no illusions uh, i'm eli bosnick um Heath Heath right and from marjorie terrell bosnick's new jersey <laughs> Damn right. cincinnati swing state <laughs> and good husband georgia this is the scathing atheist this week's episode. The FBI makes it slightly harder to die in Florida. The Supreme Court rules in favor of anti-disestablishmentarianism, because fuck the establishment clause. That's a cool word.
4: (laughs) And Bible Peace Theater will be here, so we have an excuse to hang out with Don.
3: But first, the diatribe.
4: As humanists, we often talk about building a heaven on Earth. I mean, the entire philosophy is built around that concept to some degree, right? By working together and setting aside hopes of supernatural intervention, we can answer our own prayers as well as one another's. And honestly, the enterprise of proving it has been pretty successful up to this point, right? The world improves pretty quick, but it's been going for so long that it's easy for us to lose sight of just how far things have really moved. We consistently underestimate our progress, which is evidenced by the fact that we always talk about this heaven on earth that we're going to build, and we only rarely bother to talk about the one that we've already built. Now, let me be super clear up front here. I am not claiming the present world is a paradise. That would be a damn hard claim to make in any year, but 2020 seems to be going out of its way to prove the opposite. There are a lot of problems we have to solve, and even if we managed to solve all of the ones we know about, we still wouldn't have a paradise. Even if we managed to stamp out all the racism and bigotry and sexism and hunger and want and disease and discomfort, we still wouldn't be in paradise because paradise is a relative term, even if the dictionary would suggest otherwise. Consider this. The Quran was written in the early 7th century. Now, in this book, its author tries to define heaven. The Bible doesn't go into a hell of a lot of detail on this, but the Quran spells out a few specific ways that you're going to know when you've made it to eternal paradise. And two of the main ones mentioned repeatedly in the book are very comfortable couches and rivers of milk. Let's set aside for a second how gross a river of milk would be, because clearly the implication here is that, like, you know, that that milk wouldn't go bad or have bugs and shit in it or froth up with cottage cheese along the shoreline. What Mo was going for here was unlimited supply of milk, right? But even when you give him the benefit of the doubt, that's a really shitty heaven, right? I mean, I got a lot of shitty stuff to deal with in my life, but I have a very comfortable couch and a glass of milk whenever I want one. My life is literally better than Muhammad was capable of imagining. And I'm just some middle class white guy on the Internet from today. Right. In the Bible, they talk about streets of gold or cities made of gold that are also somehow see-through and to the modern reader you look at that you think wow that seems wildly impractical right that would be a step down it'd be pretty maybe but it'd be a step down from what we got but you have to consider that when this was written the, the streets were made of mud and camel shit they'd have surely said streets of concrete with good drainage along the sides if they'd known enough to think of that The green, sunny fields that so often stood in for heaven and Renaissance paintings seem pretty drab to most of us now. But when your life was spent knee-deep in muck and a front lawn was seen as a symbol of great wealth, just being clean and three feet away from the nearest person probably seemed heavenly. Over the last few centuries, heaven has needed a couple of facelifts. I mean... If you're listening to this podcast, odds are you live in a state of abundance that royalty could not dream of a thousand years ago. Your clothes are more comfortable. Your bed is softer. Your lights turn on and off quicker every night than a fucking army of slaves could light and snuff candles. You have endless entertainers at your beck and call, and you have as much milk as you want without even having to bend over to scoop it out of the fucking river. Again, I'm not pointing any of this out to suggest that our work is done and that we've gotten as close to paradise as we need to get. Most of the world would be pretty fired up to have my couches and my access to milk. Even most of this country doesn't have the same access to it that my white, male, straight, cisgendered, educated ass has. Our eyes still need to rest on the future. But it helps, you know, especially when the present seems so shitty and the future seems so far away to glance back now and again and look at all the ground we've covered.
2: They're talking about your Jesus.
4: Interrupt this broadcast and bring you a special news bulletin. Joining me for headlines tonight are the flora and fauna to my merryweather, weather, Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick. Fellas, are you ready
1: to do some good? Okay, it's very obvious I'm Merriweather. I mean, You're they Mary literally Weather, go yeah. with our colors in the script, Noah. They go like <laughs> Honestly, I was just yep. thinking
4: of a trio, but yeah, you put in the picture
1: and hmm. <laughs> I'll send this you this in. picture, Tim. It's upsetting. It's upsetting how accurate it is.
3: It is. I'm tall and red. Great. Yeah, and I'm the old one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the fat one. That's what my DNA code says. Tall red, done. <laughs> T H G C fuck you. <laughs> All right, in our lead story tonight, in lame duck a la news, <laughs> Donald Trump is clearly worried that the clock might be almost out of time on his stolen presidency. So we've seen the administration trying to finish their bigot homework the night before mm-hmm. and take away civil rights from marginalized groups to protect the rights of evangelical Christians to take away civil rights from marginalized groups, yep. that right that they need to have. And now... Supreme Court seems to be doing the same thing, even though they don't have terms that run out more, you know, just for funsies and to put their official stamp on Trump's bigot rules while he's still around, as if that particularly matters. The latest example is their ruling from last week that upheld the Trump administration's policy of giving employers an exemption to the Affordable Care Act, allowing them to deny birth control coverage in their health plans if they have a magical religious objection to that.
4: Yeah, yeah. And, and strangely enough, SCOTUS is good working on the honor system for that, you know? <laughs> mm. oh,
3: all right. So let's be perfectly clear about this. Birth control is a medical treatment prescribed by doctors of doctoring science. That's what they do. And yet somehow the court decided that people who believe in ghosts are allowed to interfere with that. Yep. Yep. According to this ruling... Your dude bro boss with an MBA from fucking Liberty University, (laughs) Uh, after his semester unit on ovary stuff during the MBA program, he gets to pick and choose which types of medical care are part of your insurance. Wow. In a related story, every major corporation in the country just started their conversion to Amish Jehovah's Witness Christian scientists. And they sincerely believe that God is against all the medicine. Or, I don't know, maybe they just convert to Islam, where all gambling is forbidden by God, and (laughs) therefore providing any insurance for anything would be a violation of their religious belief.
1: Oh, that's what it, I wondered why Dairy Queen put out the O-Jews blizzard, but that makes sense now, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, they
4: had to rush it to market before
1: Kellogg's took the name.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the John Roberts court, as many of you are aware, is known for its pattern of... Eroding the wall of separation over the last fifteen years and injecting elements of theocracy into American law. Yep. And it usually happens along party lines. Justices chosen by Republican presidents vote for theocracy, and those chosen by Democrats are correct. But <laughs> not every time, as right, we learn, yes. for example, from Trinity Lutheran. And this latest decision from last week was a seven to two ruling. Jesus. The five conservatives were joined by Stephen Breyer and Elena Kagan, which is terrifying and further confirmation that an aversion to logic and science based legal principles is one of the only nonpartisan issues that America's top legal minds can cross the aisle and agree on. Yeah, once right. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? It's almost like you're me out. People your grandparents'
1: age shouldn't interpret the law for an entire country. It almost is almost like, like that. I
4: the, Okay, Eli and he's ageist bullshit as their own and does not yeah. represent the belief of puzzle in a thunderstorm LLC or its affiliates, especially since the oldest justice is also the only one that seems to get it right every fucking well, time.
3: That is true. Yeah, that's a good counterpoint. Kind of anomaly. But she's Jewish. <laughs> good point. Yes. I'll, more Jewish people. Also, just one other quick point on this. Every employee in the country, as part of their compensation plan for their job, receives a certain amount of um, dollars. They get dollars (laughs) using that money. They can buy extra birth control and go on a fucking bender of birth control if they want. They could buy a giant golden idol of a calf and (laughs) wedding gifts for miscegenated couples and objects with a, a good deal of height. To create a high place if they want to, like right in the Bible's face. Does that mean that employers can object to the currency-based portion of a paycheck from now on? I'm pretty sure Elena Kagan's concurring opinion kind of wriggled her out of implying that outright. But the majority decision didn't seem to even be aware of that obvious absurdity. Mm -mm. Fucking insane. No.
1: And in clean sweep news... It's bad news for Florida residents looking to kill themselves more quickly than just by living in Florida this week as the FBI finally raided Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing, who've been selling their miracle mineral solution, bleach, as a magical <laughs> cure-all, despite the government telling them not to with sugar on top.
3: Yeah, maybe we go bleach on top. I don't know. They'll listen. <laughs> FBI walks in, catches them with the bleach. Okay, now we're going to stand right here. Well, you guys drink the whole
4: bag, (laughs) right? No, but look, honestly, at this point, if you survive long enough to drink your bleach in Florida, you're doing all right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, regular listeners may remember this group for the $150,000 fine their Australian chapter incurred earlier in the year for selling bleach as medicine. Or when their leader, Mark Brennan, publicly admitted they're not really a church, but that being a church is a really good front for selling bleach as medicine or when the fda issued a warning against using the products because they were deemed life-threatening because bleach is not medicine it's it's incredible how many safeguards we have to place between people's intestines
4: and industrial bleach isn't it yeah and apparently we need more
1: we don't (laughs) have enough yet we didn't one too few well as i said good news because the fbi finally raided their headquarters this past week and confiscated 22 gallons of Miracle Mineral Solution, 8,300 pounds of sodium chloride, and 50 gallons of muriatic acid. That's a meth lab. They rated (laughs) a meth lab. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. The company must also take down their websites and inform all their customers that they were
3: Uh, selling bleach as medicine. Yeah, they were selling bleach as medicine. I don't know why I was going to read the quote. Yeah, would be. Yeah.
1: Last but not least, Grennan and his sons have also been charged with conspiracy to defraud, conspiracy to violate the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, and criminal contempt.
4: Nice, nice. One church that sells dangerous lies down. 383999 to go in this country alone. All right. Yeah. And in Perfection Correction Erection news tonight, (laughs) they mentioned Jesus on CNN last week. Anna. What are the guys
5: talking about? It's
6: the newest, the greatest, Christian freak
4: out. That's right. In an ill-advised aside, as Don Lemon tossed things over to Chris, how can we even pretend it's a meritocracy if me and my brother exist? Cuomo, Lemon (laughs) is trying to point out that you have to admit the bad along with the good when it comes to national heroes. And as if to prove that racist motivations aside, Trump was right about him being a dumbass. Lemon says, quote, Jesus Christ, if that's who you believe in. Jesus Christ was not perfect when he was here on the earth. So why are we deifying the founders of this country, many of whom owned slaves? End quote.
3: Okay, well, now we're just pulling down statues of the false idols. You're welcome. Right. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Sorry. Jesus Christ! If that's who I believe yeah, in, yes, like, like he was perfect. If I don't believe in him, or I have an option to think he <laughs> never exists, what position is
3: Don Lemon lending me here? <laughs> no fucking. Clue. If then is tricky. It's tricky.
4: <laughs> now I will give Lemon enough credit to admit that. It's actually a good point, but holy fuck, how did he not know that was going to stir up a shitstorm, right? I hope he did. Because as hard as it is to argue that a guy who murdered a fig tree in a temper tantrum is perfection, arguing that is Christianity's whole fucking thing. Yep. Right? Like Mike Huckabee called his comments blasphemy and Trump fluffer Robert Jeffress said his remarks, quote, make him and his network the uncontested champion
3: of fake news, end quote. (laughs) MSNBC just starts chanting, kumite. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. We're in on this. Of course,
4: this isn't the only time Christians freak the fuck out over CNN's primetime anchors' harmless remarks in the last couple of weeks either. They also lost their shit when Chris Cuomo had the audacity to suggest that if people helped out one another, they, quote, don't need help from above, end quote. It's also not the last time they freaked the fuck out over the remarks of news anchors in the next couple of weeks as virtually all verifiable facts directly or indirectly disprove their religion.
1: They're just sitting at home yelling at the weather port. Mostly cloudy unless the stars fall to earth, you liberal cock. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: Yes. <laughs> unless. <laughs> and next up in headlines Louisiana is canceled. Really? Ooh. Now, New Orleans is great. There's a whole bunch of great food, great music, great culture. But there's also GOP state representative Danny McCormick in Louisiana. So, first of all, the people of Louisiana district one elected a grown man who goes by Danny <laughs> yep, presumably ran his campaign out of a tree house in which no girls are allowed. <laughs> and according to Danny, the mask mandate that was recently put in place in Shreveport is very similar to a certain historical event. Um, mm. Eli, you want to give me a countdown? Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. Three. Uh, three. It's just like a political movement. Two. In Europe. One called the Holocaust and Godwin. (laughs) (laughs) Zero. The Holocaust. It's like the Holocaust. (laughs) Ah, damn it. I had slavery. Noah, I owe you 20 bucks. (laughs) I I (laughs) told you it's still a sore subject for them. They don't like bringing that one up. (sighs) All right. So here's a quick background on Danny Max. Just in case Louisiana Republican didn't tip you off about (laughs) what he's doing. His campaign site, which again is, I'm pretty sure, a physical message board in his treehouse is heavily focused on enlisting a prayer team. And since he won his election last year against a Democrat in the swamps of Louisiana, that prayer must be working. So he's sticking with that plan. And his main goal seems to be preventing the LGBTQ agenda from, quote, threatening the First Amendment freedoms of speech, expression, and religious exercise. Now, I have no doubt that his constituents have trouble with their speech, but (laughs) I don't think he's focused on the right cause of that problem. Yeah, I'm going to guess his constituents have trouble with exercise, too. (laughs) I right. very (laughs) likely. (laughs) And, of course, he's also pro-life. Except not for the people you kill by refusing to wear a mask in public. Right. He's more concerned (laughs) with the Holocaust of mask slavery. So he made a Facebook video to explain (laughs) and his very serious political message from a grown-up starts with him holding a blowtorch and burning a mask
4: okay all right grown-up has an asterisk next to it if it's a guy called danny though you're danny shut the
3: fuck up you don't (laughs) get to do anything so according to danny quote people who don't wear masks will soon be painted as the enemy just as they did to the jews in nazi germany If the government has the power to force you to wear a mask, they can force you to stick a needle in your arm against your will. They can put a microchip in you. They can even make you take the mark of the beast. Jesus. After all, it's for the greater good. End exact quote.
1: Credit where credit's due. Nice foreshadowing on the anti-vaccine stuff he's going to say in January. Yeah, right? Right? Yeah, exactly. Probably
3: already said. But
1: here's the most terrifying part of that statement, right?
3: He's the government. That's him. Thank you. He is. Right?
4: I would love for him to demonstrate an intuitive understanding of the difference between mandating fucking safety equipment and low his constituents. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Although I do think maybe they should low jack the constituents in that particular of, of, Yeah, I'd like to yeah. know where they are at all times. Anybody who
4: votes yes. for Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: You know, we microchip dogs. Is it like, you know what? I want plastic cones around all their faces. <laughs> For safety. Absolutely. Really big ones, six feet. Yeah. yeah. And just in case the visual aid of the blowtorch wasn't making the message clear, the elected politician named Danny proceeds to take out a chainsaw at that point <laughs> and attack a surgical mask with a chainsaw, which. <laughs> Is amazing for a couple of reasons. First of all, it clearly took him so many tries to pull start the chainsaw. So Mm -hmm. we get a really awkward, like, Windows Movie Maker star wipe cut to get the (laughs) one good one. But yeah, he finally got the chainsaw going. They used that cut. And then he, he tries to dramatically... Cut through a surgical mask with a uh-huh. chainsaw. With a chainsaw, which doesn't really work. It goes fucking as good obviously.
4: As you would expect it
3: to. I I can't imagine what the victory in his head looked like. What the success <laughs> image in his head looked like, because he just hung a mask from some fishing lines. Yeah. So in the video, it looks like he's just got a floating mask next to him, magically. And as soon as the chainsaw gets near that mask, it it kind of blows away a little. Yeah, <laughs> it does. He obviously can't get the impactful slice through yes. he picture picturing in his stupid fucking face. So they just cut away. And that's the end of the video. Oh. He like almost touches a mask with a chainsaw. You know chain that there's an extended cut somewhere where it
1: wraps around his neck at one point. It got, got me. It got me. Take away my chainsaw. Stand my ground. See, I told you they're dangerous. Carbon dioxide. <laughs> and in fresh wince of Bel Air news, Actor, <laughs> musician, and a guy who both totally let August Alsina plow his wife and was in the movie After Earth on Purpose, Will Smith, took to the internet last week to tell everyone, quote, do not elect people
3: that don't have God and love in their hearts. Okay. I mean, you got to do a lot of cardio to work that stuff out in the system. <laughs> <laughs> yes. During
1: an interview with CNN political commentator Angela Rye on her show On One, Smith, a voluntary participant in the movie Wild Wild West. Instead of (laughs) taking the role of Neo in The Matrix. Literally, that's what happened. (laughs) That man was asked about today's political climate and responded in part, quote, the problem is in the hearts and minds of people. So it demands that our attention begin on our hearts and minds as a country. I would hope that a part of what we're learning right now... Sorry, that sentence is too much for me. I would hope that part of what we're learning right now is the destructive aspect of loveless, godless leadership. Do not elect people that don't have God and love in their hearts. End quote. Not adding, August Alsina, who looks like someone prepared P. Diddy as a fancy dessert, totally (laughs) fucked the hell
5: out of my wife. (laughs)
3: Alcina looks like a hot air balloon pirate, and it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea, though, that the chief lesson that
4: we should take away from watching the most religious people in the country run things for a while is how bad it is for non-religious people to run the fucking country. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Side note, just because I don't want anybody to be hurt. There's nothing against letting other people fuck your wife, letting other people fuck your wife. Downright neighborly. It's letting what? August Alcina fuck your wife that I'm going to
3: judge Will Smith for. That's what I'm judging. Them. Neck tattoo. Sorry. <laughs> I, somebody we went through this story for a while. Somebody had to say front of neck throat <laughs> tattoo, which he has... Uh, also, just small thing. Well, kind of big thing. I feel like letting isn't the right verb. Your wife yeah. can do rooting. what she wants. Rooting, <laughs> encouraging, rooting for. Okay, bandying about. Rooting uh, anyways, for is good. Now, yeah. to Smith's credit, he later
1: clarified in an Instagram comment, "Quote: Just to clarify, I'm not talking about church or religion." End quote. Will you talk about God? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's a little bit little too late, right? I mean, depending on how you ask, almost a third of Americans have none God in their hearts. Though, as Hammett Mehta pointed out, one of the best responses came from Mandisa Thomas of the Black Nonbelievers, who commented, quote, If love and compassion is what you're referring to, then no belief in God is required. Please stop stigmatizing nonbelievers with statements like this. You've already expanded your worldview when it came to your marriage. (laughs) Do the same here. Not adding... By which I mean, you let that bar mitzvah DJ who raps like an anti-smoking commercial take your wife to downtown.
4: <laughs> yes, and and honestly, fuck his
1: non-pology bullshit.
4: Right, this would be the equivalent of him saying, "Hey, I wasn't talking about the Jewish religion when I said Jew him down a few bucks." What are you guys so pissed about? That's what Will Smith did in response to the fucking controversy. Yeah. And while Eli and Heath get a few more August Alcina insults out of their system, we're going to pass for a too. word from this week's sponsor, HIMS.
7: Snuff Daddy. <laughs>
4: dot himscom is all about men's wellness. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. Does it seem like you're moving ahead in life, but your hairline is moving backwards? Maybe your dad had to settle for hair loss, but thanks to HIMS, you don't have to. It's time to prevent hair loss, because there's no better time to do it than while well, you still have some. Thanks to science, hair loss can be optional. HIMS connects you to FDA-approved products to treat hair loss, and they have thousands of happy customers loving their results. HIMS will connect you with licensed medical professionals online to answer your questions for free and to see if FDA-approved products to treat hair loss are right for you. If approved, products will be shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging. Hey, anyone can make claims about treating hair loss, but if you're not happy after 90 days, just email Hims for a full refund. Today, HIMSS is giving you their best offer yet. If you're not happy with the results after 90 days, HIMSS will give you a full refund. And right now, our listeners can get their first visit absolutely free. Just go to 4 scathing. That's 4 scathing. Full refund of price paid available for the first 90-day supply. Refund request must be made between 90 and 180 days after product shipment delivered. Prescription products require an online consultation with a medical professional who will determine if prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details
3: and important safety information. And in the platform nine and three quarters news. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, don't let J.K. Rowling talk on your platform. Just a good policy <laughs> right now. Really, always. Um, but the story now, its it's actually not about that. It's about Bethel Church in Redding, California. Oh, I love these guys. Which is home to a seminary known as Christian Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. And that nickname comes from the strategy of their evangelism, which is almost entirely based on whatever DVD they watched most recently in (laughs) the DVD player that they own there. And that's why they recently held a service during which they canceled racism. What? Like all of it. Yep. By huh. harnessing the power of Gandalf, what they chanted, you shall not pass. So, you know, the, uh, the racism is not going to, it's not going to be passing.
4: Either. Well, uh, if, we, if it passed, wouldn't it be
1: elsewhere now?
3: <laughs> that that be would better? be, seems like there's a lot of <laughs> trouble with their theory here.
1: Oh, (laughs) if sitting backwards on a chair so you can rap at kids about Jesus was a school, it would be Bethel Church Seminary.
3: (laughs) Yep,
4: yes, it would. And by the way, if sitting backwards on a chair so you could rap to kids about Jesus was a strategy to combat racism, it would be a bunch of white people misquoting a racist and then patting themselves on the back and calling it a day. It's
3: true, yeah. (laughs) And uh, here's how the Gandalf spell happened back to that service they had. The leaders of this church and seminary They're given a presentation about the power of apostolic decree, which means talking, but like really hard. And mm -hmm. then they introduce the headliner of the whole presentation. A grown woman walks on stage wearing a Gandalf costume, which is a tan sheet from Bed, Bath & Beyond. Mm -hmm. And she's carrying a magical staff which is a magical staff from Bed Bath & Beyond.
4: <laughs> they got to justify the beyond bit somehow.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And She starts describing the movie scene with the, the Balrog fire demon on the bridge in complete exhaustive detail, that entire <laughs> scene. It was like Patton Oswalt doing it. It was so good. And that includes the two times that Gandalf bangs the staff on the ground and it doesn't work. Which, which is actually not what happens in the movie but according to this woman <laughs> gandalf finally bangs the staff a third time apostolically and yells you shall not pass also he yelled that apostolically this time <laughs> he said yeah. something similar earlier the, the other times were just normal decrees this was apostolic and then she makes everyone on stage hold the staff like with her awkwardly and reenact the whole the whole thing and everyone's like yeah, uh, okay. You you shall not pass. Great, okay. And um, <laughs> that's why we don't have racism anymore. I Is know. that oh. what
1: happened to the racism? Yeah. Weird. Okay. She casually takes off the Gandalf costume. Okay, that's racism done.
3: Lunch, everybody? Dairy Queen? I want to try that new Jew <laughs> blizzard. <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, just one other quick side note. In the movie, right after the big you shall not pass moment, The bridge they're on collapses. The the Balrog starts falling into a chasm and it pulls Gandalf down with him with a fire whip. And they end up in a magical battle that concludes with Gandalf getting killed eventually, but not really, sort of. He gets brought back to life and officially transitions from Gandalf the Grey to Gandalf the White because J.R.R. Tolkien was a big fat white supremacist. (laughs) And that is how you defeat racism. With a ball rock. Exactly. Okay, I got it. Yes. <laughs> or by throwing old white guys into chasms. A lot
1: of options from Lord of the Rings that you uh, could go with. There we go. Yeah. And in Hamilton news, a viral wave has struck our nation, touching almost every household. It's all you hear about in the news. It's all you read about on social media. I'm talking, of course, about Hamilton fever. Gentlemen. Okay. Thoughts on the hip-hop historical phenomenon?
3: <laughs> well... If you enjoy virtue signaling your hip-hop cred by praising a musical about the guy who created our whites-only banking system, (laughs) you will love
4: Hamilton. What do you just thought that the rhymes were really clever and like the... Flashback
3: stuff. I okay. did like their dude. They, they did good. Right. Lin Manuel is fucking talented, no question. Right. But well, I haven't even seen it. I'd like whatever. Okay. Well, I, I like virtue signaling my hip hop credit. by praising <laughs> <musical. laughs> the guy who created our white only Banking
1: system. Well, sadly, it turns out that not everyone is as big a fan as we are. Namely, the just under five thousand moms that make up the group, one million moms, who are furious. <laughs> That one f bomb was left in the <gasps> recording available on Disney Plus.
3: Yeah, the word "fucking Hamilton" is the big ethical problem with the Disney Corporation. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's watch Dumbo and those adorable crows. Huh? Yeah, right. Yeah. Cool.
1: <laughs> yes, the care. Onslaught that is one million moms, who <laughs> listeners may remember for their multiple shit, shit times, they thank you the multiple times they've freaked out over gay Disney characters, took to the internet to write Disney CEO Bob chapik a strongly worded petition, which, as of this writing, has 19,239 signers, a number, which, <laughs> uh, fun fact, is also lower than 1 million. It is. It is. Yeah. Well,
4: you know, it's an online petition, which, as we are all aware, are notorious for ensuring that each name represents a unique human being. So, <laughs> God, when one million moms are allowed to cheat, they still can't crack 20,000. No, not
1: quite. So uh, here's what some number of moms had to say. Quote, Disney's decision to allow even one F word to be heard on its Disney Plus platform, a platform that bears Walt Disney's name, and that is marketed directly and primarily to millions of families with children, is shameful. Really? You're going to invoke Walt Disney's name Walt here? Disney, Disney's name. <laughs> that beacon of human kindness. Interesting. Not funnel money to the Nazis. Disney <laughs> needs to highly reconsider the language it includes in its movies. Shame on Disney Plus for allowing even one F-bomb along with Other multiple uses of profanity To remain in the film Hamilton It's just too much And totally unnecessary On a streaming service for family and children Disney has left conservative and Christian families No other choice Just relax But to avoid Hamilton Since
3: (laughs) foul language goes against our beliefs and values And our culture requires us to cancel. Fuck. Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold, hold on. I'm going to write myself a Harper's letter? I, I'm really confused.
1: What do I do here? Which side are we on? Yeah. Not adding, love the four moms who bitched at you about putting a sorry about the racism message before songs of the fucking South. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
4: And finally tonight, in I Think I Can News. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Kenneth Copeland ordered coronavirus to cease and desist all pandemic activities in the name of Jesus for realsies this time.
1: we time to charm.
4: (laughs) Yeah, this is just the latest in a long line of magical eradication he's declared over the last several months. And much like a person who never says anything to their dog but said, eventually this is going to work. Yeah,
3: and a few of his parishioners are playing dead, too. Maybe he is (laughs) (laughs) magical.
4: All right, so you'll recall his first effort just out of its sheer creepiness. Uh, this is the in the second week of March this year. It took the form of him telling his viewers he could heal them through their TVs if they touched the screen while he held up his oily hands <laughs> and recited his
3: Jesus words. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, normally a finger-painting goblin does have some magical powers, right? Like I get why he <laughs> thought that would work. That's a, it's a known right? thing. Right?
4: Yeah. <laughs> And, of course, this came immediately before he reminded viewers that losing their job uh, due to quarantine is no excuse to stop sending him money, even if 10 percent of their income is zero at this point.
1: Uh, Noah, a a tube full of 50 percent demons is still a tube full of demons. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Of course, not all Americans touched the screen with
4: his oily hands on it. So a couple of weeks later, he declared COVID-19 to be, quote, finished and said that a vaccine would be available forthwith. About a week after that, he became the darling of my Twitter mentions when he once again magically eradicated the virus, this time by spitting on it. Since then, he also declared it was over again, told his viewers they could cure it with their faith and showed off his invisible COVID shield on video. Mm -hmm. And then, as if counting on his entire congregation to be Alzheimer's patients and people with the fucking memento guy disease, he prayed it away again this past Sunday, demanding that it, quote, get out of their city in the name of Jesus, end quote. So. As of today, there is either a Christian God or COVID-19 cases in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It can't be both. And while we double-check which it is, we're going to close the headlines for the night. Heath, Eli, thanks as always. Neck tattoo. Neck when we come tattoo.
3: back. I'm touching it. I shouldn't touch
4: it. It's getting mad.
3: Neck tattoo.
4: And when we come back, the talk, it'll start up again. When we last left off on the Bible before Eli's baby was born, we were at the part that didn't matter because there's no connective tissue to any of this goddamn book, and thus you can jump in anywhere, and context or no, none of it will make any fucking sense. So with that refresher, we're going to dive back into another installment of Bible Peace Theater. And there was a man of Mount Ephraim whose name was Micah. who was saved from the days of Moses when the Jews filled in their bricks with the blood of their children. His mother was Delilah, who had survived the destruction of Samson and now lived on Mount Ephraim with the money given to her by the Philistines. Eli, what the fuck is all of this? None of that
1: stuff is in the Bible. No. It's not, but it is in the rabbinical commentary. Okay, Absolutely no, not. No, no Eli, no. we are not adding rabbinical
4: commentary to Bible Peace Theater. No.
1: But, uh, but there's angels and there's baby blood and there's a fire-breathing prostitute in the I know. rabbinical commentary. Sorry, I know, but it's also
4: hundreds of pages of nonsense in addition to hundreds of pages of nonsense. Absolutely not.
3: Okay, okay. but what if we run out of Bible? <sighs> Dude, at this rate, we're going to finish Bible Peace Theater on your 40th birthday. Oh. Yeah. So never. Correct, never. And there was a man of Mount
4: Ephraim whose name was Micah. Howdy, ho. And that's all we know about him, because the Bible is crazy enough without 3,000 years worth of Eli's Citation-needed essays piled on top of it.
0: Here, mumble, grumble,
8: old lady, mumble, mumble. Well, how you doing, Mom? Oh, hello, Micah. Uh, so, um... Mother, uh, do you, um, do you remember that, uh, little, uh, 1,100 pieces of silver that were, uh, stolen from you? Oh, do I ever?
0: If I ever catch the
8: motherfucker who tricked oh, up my, my loot, lunch. I'll skin him
0: alive. Oh, 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 you will? Oh, darn tootin', I'm gonna put a spike in their dick hole and kick him in the stomach to play darts.
8: Oh, sweet Jesus.
0: I'm gonna grab either side of their butt cheeks and turn them inside out like a fucking cuttlefish. You watch me,
8: uh, m- Mother. Mother, uh, it was me. I-, I-, I did it. Oh, it was? Uh, y- yeah, I'm. 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 Gosh darn, sorry. Uh, here you go. Oh, Micah, I forgive you. Now, what
0: say we take some of this money and make a statue and a plate about how great God is? Uh,
8: y- y- you're not gonna. You know, do that thing about putting a spike in my you know, dick hole.
0: Oh, don't be silly. Everyone makes mistakes.
4: And so it was with Jewish mothers forever after. What did
3: you say? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Lulu, Lou, Lou, doing Levite stuff. Levite stuff is my favorite stuff.
8: Well, a Levite. Howdy ho, Levitino. Oh, hey, hey there. Um, just quick thing. How'd you know I was a Levite? because cause you got none of that hair on top you got chrome on your dome cool cool great talk oh oh wait don't don't go uh do you wanna maybe come in my house and live there and and, and be my priest um uh, i'll pay you and you'll you'll be just like my son okay wait
3: which is it are you gonna pay me or will i be just like your son
8: yes all right fuck it i'm in For all those of you who were wondering, this is my son, Levi. We share no blood, but gosh darn it, if he isn't my life. He came from Bethlehem, Judah, uh, legally, of course, uh, six years ago, and he lives with me and Ephraim. And I am so proud of him. Gosh darn diddly darn proud of him. Raising him has been the best, most rewarding thing I've I've done in Um, my life. what, What are you doing? Yeah. Do you remember um, Matt Gates with his, his weird son assistant <laughs>
3: Oh, God, yeah, I forgot about that. Wow, yeah, okay. 2020, yeah. man.
8: Oh, yeah, 2020.
4: And the children of Dan sent of their family five men from their coasts, men of valor from Zora and from Eshtail, to spy out the land and to search it.
3: Lulu, Lou, Lou, doing priest stuff. Priest stuff is my favorite stuff.
7: Uh, hey, Levite. Oh, hello. Because you're bald. D- didn't actually ask how you would know that hey, I Hey, what, what a, are you okay. doing here in Ephraim?
3: Oh, uh, I'm the priest here. Yeah, how's that? Oh, it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Got a silver statue and a vest thing. They're pretty cool.
7: Oh, silver statue and a vest thing. I'm going to steal those. You what? Nothing, nothing.
9: Hey, um, does God have any advice on uh, where we should go? Oh, ah, uh, God is gonna lead you wherever you go. Great, thanks. Sure, Robbie. Later. What? I said we'll see you later. Did you?
4: Then the five men departed and came to Lish, and saw the people that were therein, how they dwelt careless after the manner of the Zidonians, quiet and secure, and there was no magistrate of the land that might put them to shame in anything, and they were far from the Zidonians and had no business with any man. What? What did he just say? He said that their land is nice and we can attack them. Oh,
7: okay. King of the Danites. King of the Danites. That's him. So tell me, what did you find? Um, uh, there's this land called Laish. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Laish. Right, uh, that one. And we can kill them and take their stuff.
8: Oh, that sounds good. That sounds good.
7: Right, but w- where there's more. There's a guy, Micah, who lives nearby, and he's got a statue and a vest, and we can take it on the way. Ooh, awesome, awesome. Ooh, ooh, and tell him about the Levite. Yeah, he's got a Levite, too. Ooh, we can take that, too. Take that, too. That's what I was saying.
9: Okay, back it up. Exactly. That's great. That's great. Lift your side.
7: Oh, Don't ding that. It's real sober, okay? Uh, hey, guys.
3: Uh, what you doing there?
7: Oh, hey, Levite. We we're, were just stealing Micah's stuff. What? Why? Because, um, we wanted it yeah we want it plus you should come be our priest way better Uh, hey oh hey micah uh what are you fellas doing i Uh, mean what's it look like we're stealing your stuff and your levite Uh, what oh uh,
8: no please don't do that Uh,
7: uh, 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 i wouldn't try to stop us yeah then we'd have to kill you
8: Uh, well gosh come on Oh, darn it. Wait, is that, is that the end of the story? Yes, it is.
3: Could have used your month to read ahead. Yeah, mm-hmm. super
1: relaxing month. Thank you. Had a ton of time to read. So, wait, they just take Micah's stuff and that's the end. Yeah, pretty much.
3: Man, this book is bad. Can I have a month off for not having a kid? <laughs> or like five weeks, actually? <laughs> Jesus.
4: And it came to pass in those days when there were no kings in Israel that there was a certain Levite sojourning on the side of Mount Ephraim who took to him a concubine out of Bethlehem, Judah.
8: You suck. I want to go back home to my dad's house. Wow, whore much? Wh- what? I'm going to put in the book that you were a whore. Fucking whore. Because I went to my dad's house? yes. God, I hate this book.
1: Well, if it isn't my son-in-law, the Levite, what can I do for you? Uh, yeah, is my concubine in there? Uh, yeah, she she is. It's her mother's birthday, you see, and we were all okay, just Okay, well, gathered... I need her
2: back. Uh, tell her to stop being such a big old whore
1: and come back and be my concubine. Having cake? Tell you what, why don't you stay and party with us for a couple of days, huh? And then you can take my daughter back as your concubine fine but you owe me well dad that was
2: an awesome five days of drinking and eating but i really should get going with your daughter oh so
1: soon uh, you sure you don't want to stay for a while longer Nah, no nah, i'm gonna hit the road uh well w- where are you headed with my daughter uh i don't know well, we'll figure it out great you'll figure it out every father's dream wait what i said more
8: wine yeah sure why not Man, husband, we've been walking forever. Are you sure you don't want to stop in Jeb for the night?
2: What? No, those guys are strangers. We're going to Gibeah, trust me. This book is nothing if not repetitive. When we get there, there'll be a kindly old man who's going to take us in and feed us.
8: (sighs) If you say so. Okay, well, we're here in Gibeah. Can we find a place to sleep now? No need. We just stand here in the street and wait. Wait for
2: what? Uh, the kindly old man I was telling you about, trust me. Wait for it. Excuse me. See?
0: (sighs) You wouldn't happen to be from Ephraim, would you? We
2: would happen to be from Ephraim.
0: Okay, well, don't stand there in the street. You want to come stay at my house? We would love
2: to. Thank you. See? Told you.
8: All right, all right, whatever.
4: Now, as they were making their hearts merry, behold, the men of the city, certain sons of Belial, beset the house round about and beat at the door and spake to the masters of the house.
0: Um, yes?
1: Hello? Hello there. Are you a good person? Eli,
3: what are you doing? What? They're the men of Gibbity. No, no, they're the men of... Gibia, also pretty sure you did this joke. Okay, look, we are about forty
1: seconds and three sentences from gang raping someone to death in this story. So I ask you, do you want to do it straight voices? Do you want to do it as a bunch of ray comforts? B- b- bunch of
3: bunch of ray comforts. I thought so.
0: Anyway, give us your guess so we can
10: have sex with him.
3: Ooh, what the fuck?
2: You
10: said you knew the
2: book. Well, no, to be fair, this is still repetitive, though.
10: Okay, well, what the hell do we do
0: now? Um, will you accept my virgin daughter uh, instead? Mm, Nah, no, thank you. Uh,
2: how about his daughter and my concubine?
0: What? What the hell are you doing? Again, I appreciate it, but gonna have to pass. Really looking for you, mate. Really, that's, that's the goal.
2: Well, uh, concubine final offer.
7: Hate you! Gibbity, gibbity,
2: gibbity, gibbity, it And so the
4: men of Gibeah did Gibbea. know her and abuse Gibbea. her all night long Gibbea. until Gibbea. she was dead. Gibbea. Which Gibbea. is super oh, not so funny so and Gibbea. impossible Gibbea. to write a sketch about. Oh. So instead, oh. 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 just oh. 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 picture a bunch of Ray Comforts oh. Oh. gangbanging oh, Don Ford.
10: Wait, what? Gibbity!
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, sorry about the uh, attempted gang rape.
2: Seriously, don't blame yourself, man. That kind of stuff happens. Oh, there she is. Well, at least they returned her, right?
0: Yeah, I, I guess. So,
2: what are you going to do? I think I know exactly what she would have wanted. What's that? I'm going to cut her into 12 pieces, mail her all over Israel.
0: Really? That- that's that's what she would have Wanted?
7: Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, hello?
8: I I've got a package for you.
1: Yeah, you can just leave it. You don't need to knock. Uh, I, I, actually, a-
8: no, I, I I need you to sign for it.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
8: Right there.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
8: And there.
1: Uh-huh. Ugh.
8: Ooh, what is it?
1: Uh dear tribes of Israel, enclosed you'll find a piece of my perfectly good concubine that the men of Gibeah fuck to death. Please join me in warring them. Best the Levite.
8: Jesus. Wow. Yeah. So uh you gonna go to war?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. You can't just fuck a guy's perfectly good concubine. Right. Live in a society.
4: Then all the children of Israel went out, and the congregation was gathered together as one man, from Dan even to Beersheba, with the land of Gilead, upon the Lord in Mizpah. Hi, God?
1: God? Oh, now they want to hear from me. Um,
3: yes? What do you want? Okay, so someone raped our buddy's concubine to death, and we were thinking we'd go to, like, you know, war. Yeah, sounds, sounds great. Okay, okay. Like it's a good idea and we'll win, or I can yeah, sure, what whatever. You'll win.
1: Joe Biden will win. Whatever.
3: Great. So, who should go first?
1: Oh God, so needy. I don't know, Judah.
3: Okay, Judah. Okay, Judah. We'll go first. You seem kind of mad. You're being weird. What? Mad? I'm not mad. Took you out of
1: Israel. Never call. Never write. You're don't, mad. Don't have any judges. Clearly
4: mad. And the children of Benjamin came forth out of Gibeah and destroyed down to the ground of the Israelites that day, 20 and 2,000
3: men. <sighs> wow. God, that did not go well. Are you sure we're supposed to be fighting these people? This is going terribly. Oh, uh, no, totally. Yeah. Yeah, you're supposed to. Uh It's my bad.
1: I got distracted because uh, I was checking myself out in this mask. I mean, do I not look like the uh, Lone Ranger? Y-
3: yes. Uh, sorry, just back back to my thing. Are, are you sure we're going to win? Oh,
1: totally. Super sure. The last time we talked, the media twisted my words is what happened.
3: No, no. You, you just d- directly told me is what happened. No, I didn't. Okay. And Benjamin went forth
4: against them out of Gibeah the second day and destroyed down to the ground of the children of Israel again 18,000 men.
10: Um, hi, God. Uh, Who are you? Uh, I'm the new guy, Phineas, son of Eleazar, the uh, son of Aaron. The uh, first guy, uh, Phil, uh, quit. Uh, Says he's working on a book.
1: I'm sure that'll be fine.
10: Uh, right. So, uh, anyway, um, we were wondering if we should, um, you know, you know, go fight the Benjaminites again.
1: Yes, you should. But, this time, hear me out. Sneak attack.
10: Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Sneak attack?
1: Yeah, like, you go, oh, we're gonna fight you, but then, you run away. And then, you know, sneak attack.
10: Oh, I, I got it. I- this sneak attack. Um... Uh, quick question, and not that I'm challenging your authority, but uh, why why didn't you just tell us to sneak attack in the in the first place? Oh, I did. I mean, that's not what Phil's book says. What book? Uh, never mind.
9: Okay, everyone, good war. You know what? Great war. Great war. Uh, of course, now uh, we're pretty much out of the tribe of Benjamin because uh, we massacred all of them oh man yeah right right but no worries uh we're gonna go around and just uh steal up some wives and daughters you know get those numbers back up
0: um from where
9: uh with from uh Jabesh gilead uh those guys didn't show up to the big meeting this year so you know fuck them literally
7: um we're still gonna need like 200 more virgins
9: Weird that you would have that number off the top of your head. Um, well, I'll tell you what. There is a big festival up in Shiloh. We can get them from there. Uh, the women there dance and everything. So, you know, it'll be fine.
10: So it's like Coachella?
4: <laughs> we better hope not if we want virgins. Boo.
9: Oh, c- come on, what? It was funny. Uh,
8: Problematics.
4: Yeah.
9: Fucking broads. You can't say
4: anything anymore. And that is Judges.
1: So wait, sorry. All of Judges is about how bad it was not to have a king in Israel. So it's just like a series of shitty short stories.
3: Pretty much, yeah. You had a whole month. Okay, so what did
1: we learn from Judges then? Well. So God gave the Jews Israel And a judge
6: tasked with guiding it well but humans are not gods The people were at So sit back and behold how unmatched pandemonium fell
5: <laughs> The first judge,
6: Aam was left-handed His people angered God, and they got reprimanded By an oppressive fat lord So Aeim took his sword And shoved it so deep in his gut That it got stranded Deborah, the next judge, saw visions Upon which the Jews made decisions Sarah's army attacked So she goes with Brack They use a stake as their chief ammunition These were the Jews tasked with judging through God's incessant fits and begrudging. So quick alert CNN as we learn once again that God's a testy, forgetful curmudgeon. Then there's Gideon, who's kind of a dick, kills Midianites with trumpet-based tricks. With three hundred men, he achieved something hard to believe As that god-awful Zack Snyder flick Jub-Jephthah, a son of a whore Took an oath to the Almighty He swore that his campaign didn't fail And God let him prevail If he killed kill the first person who walked through his door There's a bin left from just south of Ephraim who figured all Jews should obey him So he tried to kill his brothers But the youngest one recovered And suggested his subjects should slay him These were the Jews' test with judging Through God's incessant fits and begrudges. So quick alert CNN As we learn once again that God's a testy Forgetful curmudgeon. There once was this fella named Samson. He could fight, he was strong, he was handsome. He set fire to some cups, so they called him Knight's Cups. And on his head they placed a king's ransom. They demanded he succumb to the law. But it turned out that their plan had a flaw Despite all their hopes He broke through their ropes And killed a thousand men with an animal jaw And along came this chick named Delilah Who Samson had the urge to defile Now unless I mistook what you should take from this book Don't let your girlfriend be your hairstylist with the Jews, tasked with judging through gods and sex and fits and begrudging so quick alert CNN as we learn once again the testing forgetful career.
4: Before we put the masks back on tonight, I wanted to let you know where to go. If you'd like more me in your life. I was recently interviewed by Chris Johnson on the podcast, A Better Life. We had a really interesting conversation, dove into a bunch of different topics. If you want to check that out, you'll find a link on the show notes. Anyway, that's all the blast we've got for you tonight, but we'll be back in 10,022 minutes with more. If you can't wait that long, be to look the for a brand new episode of our sister show, The Skeptocrat, debuting at 7 a.m. Eastern on Monday, an even newer episode of our sister show, Hot Friend God Awful Movies, debuting at 7 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday, and an even newer episode of our half sister show, Citation Needed, debuting at noon Eastern on Wednesday. Obviously, I'd fucking suck if I neglected to thank Heath Enright for being tall, Eli Bosnick for being short, Don Ford for being the voice of fantasy and adventure, Lucinda Lusions for doing the warning and promising that she is. Is going to make it back soon for a twin, but holy shit, it's been a crazy couple of months, as I'm sure you've noticed. I Also, want to thank Chris from Man Cave Pictures for providing this week's Farnsworth quote. You'll find a link to his website on the show notes as well. But most of all, of course, I want to thank this week's best bipeds, Karen, Tiago, Bohicality, Furfer, Gary, and Tommen. Karen, Tiago, and Bohicality, whose IQs are higher than I had to get to make it through the Book of Mormon, and Furfer, Gary, and Tommen, who are so sexy, a girl in Canada you've never met pretends she had sex with them. Together, these six sexy secularists seconded our sacrilege this week by giving us money. Not everybody has the money it takes to give us money, but if you do, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash Atheist, whereby you'll earn early access to an extended ad-free version of every episode, or you can make a one-time donation by clicking on the donate button on the right side of the homepage at scathingatheist.com. And if you'd like to help, but not in a money-giving way, you can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review, telling a friend about the show, or following at Pod on Twitter. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres, Tim Robertson handles our social media, and our audio engineer is Martin Clark, who also wrote all the music that was used in this episode, which was used with permission. If you have questions, comments, or death threats, you'll find all the contact info on the contact page at SkatingAlias.com.
3: Is it okay if I dox your dog? Sure. Okay.
4: The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle in a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.